You are listening to the Aligned and Alive podcast with Chrissy May, where we discuss the various aspects of spirituality and wellness, a place where you can find guidance and a space to explore your life's meaning and purpose, allowing you to become connected, aligned, and feeling fully alive. Hi, all you beautiful souls, and welcome back. I'm Chrissy May, your host of Aligned and Alive, and I am back here with DP Gates for our part two on paradigms, vibrational frequencies, and becoming unstoppable. So we're going to dive right in with DP. If you listened to the last episode, it was a great overview on paradigms, vibrational frequencies. And today we're going to dive deeper in that and provide you actionable steps you can take so you can start shifting and creating that dream life that I know deep down you really want to step into. So without further ado, DP, welcome back. Good to be here. Let's just dive right in. I would like to start with how can we help somebody who has a burning desire? Cause I know that's the entry point in order to change your life and wants to create that shift, wants to create that new reality for themselves. What would be the first point of advice you could provide for that? Yeah. Desire is important. I always say, if you have an ounce of desire, I can help you. Like if you don't have desire, it's going to be, I'm going to be dragging you and I don't want to do that, you know, <laughs> but they have to get direction. You know, we talked about this in the, f- the first segment, you have to get into an environment where I read this in this book, Atomic Habits. If you haven't read it, it's so good. James Clear. Uh, yeah. Like he said, you have to get into an environment where the desired behaviors are the normal behaviors or the desired paradigms, like we've been talking about, are the normal paradigms. And if you match your desire with the proper direction, that's when things begin to change. Like you get action steps every week on what to do and how to do it. And you don't take on like 10 or 15 different habits at once. You know, you want to be spinning too many plates, but you focus and attack like one or two at a time. It's like Mm -hmm. attacking your body in the gym, like one or two muscles at a time. And as you do that over a period of time, you start to build these new mental muscles that you never had before. And you start to become what you never were before. And that's what I always tell people. I said, you have to, you have to have a desire. I definitely agree with that. You have to have a goal. Like if you, if you're operating without a goal, you're in trouble because you don't know what you want and what you want is also the starting point, you know? So the want builds the desire. Okay. So like, if you understand your, your mind at all, you have a conscious mind, you have a subconscious mind and you have your body, which is the instrument of the mind, right? Mm -hmm. Most people are gathering information in their conscious mind or their, their intellect or their analytical mind. And that's what I did for years. I just gathered the information. I would read the book and I'd put it back on the shelf. And Bob would say, is the book in the shelf or is it inside of you? And I said, (laughs) I I would say, I'm pretty sure it's probably back on the shelf, you know? (laughs) And I said, how do you know? You know? And he's like, I will read a paragraph paragraph for months until I know I understand it. And then the way I know I understand it is, and it's ingrained into my subconscious is my actions are different. So my results therefore have to be different. So going back to that, you have to have a want, like your want has to be through the roof. And as you build a want in your conscious mind, you'll learn how to build the desire within your subconscious because that's all you're thinking about. And that's all you're dumping into there. You're rejecting any thoughts that don't, that are in harmonious vibration with you, what, with what you want. And you're accepting everything that's part of that goal and that desire. And then you get moving. Like, don't mm-hmm. lie to yourself and say, I can sit at home and visualize it. That was the problem with the secret. Like, I think a lot right. of people thought they could sit at home and they're going to have a Ferrari in a moment. <laughs> Like law of attraction is just a secondary law to the law of vibration, you know, and which decrees everything's moving, nothing rests. Right. So you got to get moving and get into, get into, uh, you know, attracting and on that frequency of your heart's desire. 
And that goes hand in hand with getting uncomfortable because that's where the magic happens. And so how can you expect to change anything in your life if you're not going to go after something that makes you a little bit uncomfortable? Yeah, absolutely. Would you say also that that also goes hand in hand with self-love, self-worth? Because if somebody has a low self-esteem and self and zero self-love or self-worth, it's going to be very difficult for them to shift from that space to a space of what you just mentioned, because they just don't even have that foundation even set. Yeah. Anybody that's got a low self-esteem, they don't keep promises to themselves and they haven't for a long time. So it's built up over time. That's one of the things we talk about. We talk about ourself. There's four pillars, in my opinion, of like what we talk about, because like people look outside in and see Bob and they talk frequencies, vibrations, paradigms. What's this all mean? Really, the underlining theme of all of it is a personal standard for how I'm going to live and non-negotiables of those that personal standard. This is who I am and this is how I'm going to live, no matter what. Uh, the other is your attitude. The best video you could possibly watch on attitude is the magic word by Earl Nightingale. It's so good. Like I watch, I have watched that probably 10,000 times. I could regurgitate that like word for word. But if you really want to know what attitude is, attitude is the composite of our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions. That's our conscious mind, our subconscious mind, and our body. And when you really understand what attitude is, then you're going to change your life because the attitude you're, you're putting out is the attitude you're getting back. So if you feel sorry for yourself and you have a low self-image, you're going to attract a lot of that. So it's standard, it's attitude, it's your image. Like what is the image that you see of yourself? Because your self-image is a part of your paradigm. It's not a paradigm, but it's a part of it. It's inside of that paradigm. And it's really how we've been raised. You know, like we allow other people to dictate and tell us who we are versus, and then we pretend to be somebody we're not. And the people that I love being around, like, like yourself, like they they just, they have a certain level of mental freedom and you're attracted to that because it's confident. Like you Mm want to be around people who exude confidence and they believe in themselves uh, because somewhat of a, it'll rub off on you. So you got your standard, you got your attitude, you got your image. And then the last thing you mentioned, I think you mentioned, which was like discipline, like Mm -hmm. in your thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, it all starts in our self-discipline, our self-love, but it starts in our thinking. We have to be disciplined in what we're thinking all the time, because if we're not rejecting thoughts, we're accepting them. Mm -hmm. And that's really, really important. So those would be the four pillars that I would focus on. If I were somebody that's like, how do I change a paradigm outside of like getting into an environment where you actually get direction? That's the key. But the direction is a standard. It's attitude. It's your image. And it's the discipline. And if you want to understand discipline, self-discipline on a higher level, I would get the book Mental Dynamite by Napoleon Hill. It's a great one. It's like a three, there's three sections in it, but the first section is on self-discipline and it's an interview between Hill and Carnegie. It's so good. It's it's really right. powerful. I highly recommend it. These are all great tools you just gave for, for somebody to get started. What would you say for someone if they, yeah, they slip along the way, right? What's the best way to pivot? Because I, I feel oftentimes when anybody starts anything new, it's new, right? So it's going to take some time to really build and stack those daily habits and rituals. So if someone's slipping and they need to pivot back on course, what's worked for you? Is it mentorship? Is it a mantra that you create for yourself? Is it popping yourself into the present moment by going in nature, getting more grounded, getting more in tune with who you are? Like what has worked for you in the past? Well, all those are good. I think it goes back to what I said. Like I have a goal that means something to me. So I know I'm going to slip and I know I'm going to lose, but I know that's part of the process. You know, like I, the, when I pick up my kids from school every day, I ask them two things. Like what was something great that happened? But then I also ask them, what did you fail at today? I want them to have a great relationship with failing. So they don't beat themselves up when they fail. 
And they know, okay, now I got to get back up. If I got to move 16 mountains, I'm going to move 18 mountains to get to where I need to get to. So for me, it all goes back to your goal. Because like we said before, the goal is this want that turns into a burning desire that will drive you. Like it's a vision for your life. And I just have a goal that means something to me. And that like I have a daily goals, I have weekly goals, monthly goals, quarterly goals, yearly goals. But I have a goal as far as like who I want to become, uh, the life I want to live, uh, the people I want to affect. And that means so much more to me than slipping and falling, because I know if I'm slipping and falling, that means I'm moving in the right direction. Like I know I'm going to fail more than I'm probably going to succeed. I know that I do that every day, but that's going to lead me to more wins and more wins and more wins. So you've got to have a goal and a want that's so f- through the roof that nothing's going to stop you. So when you do slip, it's like, okay, this is just part of the process. Right back on course. Yep. I love that. That's so good. Cause I mean, think of all the top entrepreneurs and people in life that have excelled at a high, high level. They all talk about the failure. And I don't think that's talked about enough. I know uh, the the story about Sarah Blakely, who's the founder of Spanx, you know, she said her father, every day they'd come home from school would talk about that. You know, what did you fail at today? And I thought that just blew my mind because we're always taught to focus on the positive. And what a great way to to look at it through that lens. Emerson had these essays, the Emerson essays, and he said, um, there comes a time in your life when envy is ignorant. You realize envy is ignorance and imitation is suicide. And I think everybody on social media imitates people or tries to be something they're not. (laughs) But the ones who resonate, I think those are the ones, like I was saying, are are the real. But I think too many people are envying other people and saying, you know, I can't be like that. Like you're unique and in the whole scheme of things. And, you know, this is you and it's not me. If they can do it, you can do it. You know, like Bob used to always say that, like you are God's highest form of creation. Your spiritual Mm -hmm. DNA is perfect. Like you just have to get in alignment with that oneness. And it goes back to everything we've been talking about, you know, so I wouldn't, I don't envy anybody. I want everybody to win. Um, I won't imitate anybody. I'm going to always be me. I don't want to be Bob. Like I want to be me. You know, like I'll never be Bob, you know, I want to be DP and I want to be me. And that's, that's the only way I can be free is up on me. Great advice. And we all have something special to give. I love that line. You said, what did you say? The spiritual DNA? We all have our own unique. Yeah. Your, uh, your God's highest form of creation and your spirit, Uh, spiritual DNA is perfect. I love that. That just feels so good to hear that because that's so true. And more people need to tap into that, you know, because you are special, you are unique. So I love the advice you give. And I really hope that people resonate with that, or at least get started and start utilizing those tools you just provided. Another thing that you brought up in a video that I watched is I love the question, do you value yourself? Do you value yourself? And it just hit home for me because it does go hand in hand with self-love, self-worth, a lot of self-sabotage, because if you don't value yourself, obviously you're, you're sabotaging what maybe you're scared of achieving this responsibility. So what advice do you give others in order to shift out of the space of that mindset? Is it just as simply, as you mentioned earlier, just showing up and starting with those one or two things to get started? Or is there something deeper? And I'm going somewhere with this is, do you believe there's maybe energetic blocks that are blocking somebody? For instance, former traumas from childhood, whether that's abuse, physical, sexual, whatever it may be, those really deep traumas that have prohibited them from being able to start valuing themselves. It's just taking a little bit deeper. Do you feel that does play a part into that process? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, th- th- those things are real. And I'm definitely empathetic towards those. I've had lots of stuff. Happen. We, we all have had, like, right. I, I, no one has lived a perfect child, but I can guarantee you that. Like, I definitely had some things happen that I wish didn't. But at the same time, like, 
when we're living with a certain standard for our life and we have non-negotiables now, like, and we've decided this is the new image or new identity, who I'm going to be. And, and remember this, like you can't outperform your self-image. You can't outperform it. Like it's always going to find you, but you can change it if you choose to. And that's why I went back to saying, you've got to write out like an image of the person you want to be. Like, I remember Bob talking about that. He said, uh, there's a guy that lived next door to him and he loved the way he walked. He was like, he just walked like he was successful. And he said, I took his walk. I took his walk and made it my own. There's certain guys that like Bill Gove and um, Leland Vandewall and uh, Earl Nightingale, like that he took little things from them. And then there's uh, Billy Graham. Like when I watch Billy Graham, who's now passed, speak, I, I know Bob took parts of how he speaks into his image. I know it. Like if you go watch them, watch him and Bob and put them together, very similar. So like, I think all that's true. Like what you said, like those definitely can have an effect. But when you, when you get to a point, especially as you get older, you have to make a decision at what, what is your core values in life? What is the standard you're going to live by? What is the image of the person? Who are you going to think and act as? And I don't mean act like act as if I hate that uh, saying, but I, I think you can act as if within your mindset, but I mean like act like taking action as that person. So, mm-hmm. and you have to have these like non-negotiables, you have to do it. So as you do that, you're going to let go of these old traumas because those traumas were an old version of you. The new version of you only accepts greatness. The new version of you only accepts abundance. The new version of you only accepts prosperity and giving and value and impact. So as you live into that, now you're thinking and acting as that person. And that's when you get on the right vibrational frequency, you know, whatever you want to call it. I just, I call it a frequency because that was like some of my favorite stuff Bob would teach, but like you begin to attract all the right people, circumstances, and things that were already there prior. You just weren't in harmony with it. Right. You just have to get in alignment with it. It's all a choice. Yes. You know, like I'm like I said before, I'm, not, I'm empathetic to things that have happened to people. And but like it is a choice to say this is who I'm going to think and act as. And I don't give a damn what anybody else thinks. Like this is where I'm going. This is who I want to be. This is who I want to surround myself with. This is how I'm going to walk, talk and dress. And you just live into that and become a living embodiment of it. And life that's when life begins to you know work in your favor. Oh, it's so good. I have goosebumps all over my body right now because it's so true. I think we make it difficult. We make it hard and it's, it, it's not hard. I mean, it's, it's hard in the sense of change, right? Anything is uncomfortable, but I think the, the other part of it's worse is the, is the part that you're not really stepping into a life that you're meant to be your life that you're meant to live here. If there's one thing that you can take away today, everyone listening or watching is just get started, start utilizing these tools and strategies that DP just provided. I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. And I think there's also, it's also important to point out resources for those that maybe aren't as strong in, in shifting into that new change or that new life is, you know, aligning yourself with a great mentor, aligning yourself with a great group of people or a coaching group that is going to help you facilitate that growth, that next step. And, you know, that's something that I'm personally looking into with DP right now. Uh, we just talked about it previously to this podcast and, all of you should take a look into it. I mean, can we talk a little bit more about that as far as the coaching that you provide and and what that structure looks like? Yeah. I mean, at PGI, it's one of the largest personal development companies in the world. And we've created such a great culture over there, but it's all from Bob's consciousness. You know, like Bob started this 60 years ago and I know I'm biased, but I don't know anybody that ever did it as good as he did. Yeah. He was the best in the world. He's working through us now, like more than he ever did on the physical plane. In my opinion, I could tell you some (laughs) wild stories, but yeah, we offer coaching. 
you know, like foundational coaching to get your feet wet and really start learning how to study yourself versus just watching YouTube. You know, YouTube's great. You know, it's, um, it's information without direction though. It's not mentorship. And then we have more, you know, elite level platforms where you're studying with the top coaches in the world who are earning seven, eight and beyond figures that have been studying this with Bob for, for years. And they're pure unadulterated extensions of his consciousness. Mm -hmm. And to get into that type of uh, environment is it's wild. It's, it's, it's fun and it's going to stretch you. And like you said, that's where the magic happens of getting, getting comfortable, being uncomfortable. So we have anything from, you know, basic stuff to, you know, start learning um, to much, much more in-depth elite level platforms where you can meet some incredible human beings that'll, that'll absolutely change your life. But I will leave you with that. I'll tell you this, like, if you go back to what I was saying, if this, hopefully this gives people value, like go back to the four things I said and rate yourself on a one to 10 scale on where you're at with your personal standard, like on a one to 10, what is your personal standard and philosophy and core values for life? You know, where are you at? Your attitude. What is your attitude on a one to 10 scale? Like your attitude is like, that is the most, one of the most important lessons Bob ever taught me because people are not successful because they have a good attitude. They become successful because they have a good attitude. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> um, so like, where are you at on a one to 10 with your attitude? Where are you at on a one to 10 with your image of yourself, your identity? Like, how do you feel about yourself? Like Bob used to always kiss his hand. I love me. Like not in an arrogant <laughs> way, but he just was so comfortable with who he was. He was the same person around 10,000 people as he was just you and I talking. And mm-hmm. I loved how comfortable he was and how confident he was. It was amazing. So rate yourself on all of those, your um, standard to your attitude, to your image, and then to your, your discipline. How, how on a one to 10 is your discipline? If you do that, that'll give you a good starting point on where you're at and what you really ultimately need to do. Good stuff all around. DP, you're amazing. I appreciate you so much. And I know everybody watching and listening does too. You're a wealth of information, inspiration, guidance, knowledge. And so I encourage all of you to reach out, to follow DP. He posts some really great nuggets of wisdom on his Instagram. So definitely take a look over there at DP Gates. And I look forward to getting to know you more and the organization and everything that you guys provide definitely is something that is alignment to where I'm at and I want to go even further. So yeah, can't wait to talk more about that. I guess before we leave, can you give one quick story? You said you mentioned about how he's been more, Bob's been more powerful since he's passed on. When he passed on, he used to always say that uh, he never lived on the physical plane. He said, oh, I already operate on the spiritual plane. He goes, so when I think about transitioning, he goes, it almost scares me because I'm it's, I'm so excited for it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I can imagine he's just like we were joking, saying like when he transitioned, I'm like, I wanted to think about who was like welcoming him, like Earl Nightingale and Napoleon <laughs> Hill, Andrew Carnegie, like all these giants that were like, hey, let's let's get <laughs> let's get to work and keep serving. But I've had some like wild dreams where I remember when he just transitioned that night. And I had a dream, like at the same time he transitioned, it was wild, but I, it was one of those dreams where, and then tell me if you've ever had that. I don't have them often, but we're like, it's not just a dream. Like you the person touches you and you can feel them touch you. Yes. And it, it jolts you. And I remember like, he was saying something to me and Arash, like right before he passed, he's like, I just want to, you know, shake DP and get him to the next level, you know, like he's so ready. And that's what I was in my backyard and I walked out and he was right there and he said some funny joke between me and him. And then he just jolted me and I, and I woke up and I was like, oh, okay. And then we found out the next morning he had passed at that exact, exact same time. Wow. And uh, that was, that was one of many stories I could tell you, but that's the one that popped in my head just now. I love it. I I'm a firm believer in all of that. 
Absolutely. You know, and oftentimes there is more power in that realm, you know, and working in that space. So yeah, he's definitely still very much alive. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was was awesome. Thank you, DP. Make it a beautiful weekend. I'll talk to you soon.